Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes descended below the dead Warrens to recover Gakin's body and bring justice to his killer. They struck down several skeletal guardians and now find themselves face to face with the Warrens' other denizens, a pack of crazed Darrow. The Cursed Campaign continues now. Well, well, well. Looks like we're back again. Well, not in the way we usually are. Some of but us we're are back, back again. Some of us are back. <laughs> Others less so. We're all come back. How's everybody doing? I'm doing great. Yeah? Yeah. I could be a little bit better than, yeah. <laughs> than you are currently? <laughs> yeah, I could be. I have the itis that's going around. Yeah. Good old itis. <laughs> mm-hmm. Itisosis. Yeah, I've got it. Got Itis 19. Itis 19. <laughs> yeah, that's what the kids are calling it. <laughs> We've got the 19 ick. But the ladies, awfully quiet. I'm good. Yeah? I don't have any itis. No itis? No, I, I don't have anything. Yeah, you're in a room with other people. Of course you don't have the itis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should, I should qualify that I'm not in the same room as everybody else. Uh, <laughs> in case dude, that was alarming. <laughs> <laughs> I... I'm also in a different room, but thankfully I am healthy, so no complaints here. You're in a health room. Mm-hmm. You're in a sick ward, aka a hallway. <laughs> What's the deal, Chris? What's going on over there? I the acoustics in my hallway are very nice. You you sound good. <laughs> yeah, you sound clean, but it you, you're in a hallway, man. Yeah, it's it's tight quarters, but I'm I'm making do. I my my table's like three quarters of the way out in the hallway. It's through a door. Oh. <laughs> so I guess I guess the listeners now uh, will, will have to have realized that this is the first time we're recording remotely. For Bestow oh, Curse. For yeah. Bestow yeah. Curse, yeah. 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 So, uh, so Emily, you know, she, she left us. She moved away. Mm-hmm. And uh, out in Magnamar now. Yeah, out in, <laughs> out in good old Magnamar. And, and Chris went ahead and got Phil Fever. <laughs> Fortunately, we have the, the equipment to make him remote too. We all asked him not to, but he just—he's mm-hmm. four houses down in a hallway. <laughs> I'm getting some real separation yep. anxiety, guys. You, you sure you just don't want to come over to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> come on, guys, come over. It can't be that bad. Please keep me company. Uh... <laughs> so we're recording remotely, which means that. Uh, we changed our studio up significantly. Uh, if you want to hear about how we actually did that, you can go to our hideous laughter feed and listen to, I believe it was what, Zona Truth 87? That is correct. We talk about all the specifics of this new remote studio we have. But for the listeners, quality of the show shouldn't change. Business as usual. However, we're playing on Foundry now because a little, little birdie told me, little birdie told me that uh, Pathfinder 2E remote was best experienced in foundry i gotta say i'm warming up to it looks really nice and uh the re- the real reason i'm warming up to it because i wasn't warming up to it when i was doing my first edition no stuff. you were not no. um the, the real reason i'm warming up to it is because friend of the show Corey actually set me up with just beautifully done digital maps for curse she made them herself she did all of the walls and lighting and foundry it was like a two-click import so Corey, big thanks to you that is making my life so much easier for this show she's also running curse of the crimson throne but she's a little bit ahead of us i think they're somewhere in book two right now hopefully she stays ahead of us so i can keep benefiting off of her <laughs> wonderful maps Absolutely. yeah Corey, get to work <laughs> also Corey, just from the bottom of my heart Thank you. As the person who lives with him, thank you. That's the kind of stress I don't want to be around, so thank you. <laughs> so this was the two-click import. How long did you... I know the answer, but how long did you take on the most recent round of Carrying Crown maps? So I finished out Carrying Crown book five. We had a dungeon and a half, mm-hmm. which meant like five maps, which meant like seven hours. To be nice. fair, you were also learning it for the first time. I was learning it for the first time. I was learning how awful it is to digitally import maps straight from it's the Paizo PDFs. Pretty horrible. And everyone but Chris was here for that. And the little snippet you can see from Corey's map, it's like the quality is 3,000 times better. Yeah, it is. 
is. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. So I also tried to help Griffin with the the one stuff because it was so horrible. He was getting into uh, Photoshop and Lightroom to try to enhance the quality. I spent time in. I spent time in the Adobe Suite, <laughs> right, <laughs> to enhance the quality because uh, the map quality is just not great. Yeah, this is looking like a real map and less like a Game Boy Advance that's actively glitching out. Yeah, that was after that was after I went Adobe Sweet Life. <laughs> yes, it's so funny because I know I always heard I legitimately thought it was a joke that Paizo paid by the pixel for maps. It's not a joke. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, but this this game we got maps. We got it's beautiful two E integration. Mm. We got all the all the bells and whistles. So. I think this will actually go a little bit smoother. I got my actually have my monsters in here. That's actually what I got to spend my prep doing. It was cool. Instead of building maps, I, I put my monsters in here. So I was able to import my characters straight from here, Lab. Yeah, I put my custom monsters in here. Oh, being in an underground warren has never looked so beautiful. I know. I just you just got to sit back and really admire it. You know, you're only down in the warrens once. Ooh, but now that we are in the warrens, like I mean. I saw Figgy absolutely crush some undead. I'm ready to do some more of that. So crush some undead? Yeah. Are you optimized for that? Well, it, I mean, unknowingly picked a, quite a few bludgeoning kids mm, for itself. Mm, bludgeoning I'm stuff? I'm pretty good about yeah, it. Zombies from here on out. Sorry. Uh, but no. No, Chris, uh, positive energy? Sorry, they're all oozes. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's the slithering down here. So got to give out a hero point. It's time. And... This week's hero point is going to good old Figgy because Figgy crit that Albert twice, put up the most damage this podcast has seen in a long time. Besides, maybe a I'm hoping we see soon a striking mall crit. I'm sure that's yeah. on the horizon, but Figgy will be the bar to beat till then. And so, this hero point comes from Alex who says, Balumdar be praised. You're looking adequately swole, brother. Don't forget to crush your vitamins and consume your protein. Yeah! I do love that. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Blumdar. <laughs> Deity that's not going to show up in this uh, adventure. Unfortunately. We'll see. <laughs> Unless when he brings a backup character to the table that worships him. <laughs> so when last we left our heroes, they had ventured into this area of the Grey District known as uh, Potter's Ward, which is where the poor and destitute of the city are buried and they found a decrepit mausoleum where uh geekin kind of spiritually guided them that is the place they believe his body might lie and where rolf lamb might be found the necromancer so they descended down and encountered several skeletons one of them being an owlbear they blew past them sustaining not much damage but dealing a heck of a lot of it and found some secret tunnels, secret tunnels for small creatures, small creatures that they had identified as Darrow. Darrow in this scenario, who knows what they're doing, but you're about to find out because the party took a left at a fork and entered into a room where they saw two Darrow at a table and they got a glimpse of dice. That's where we find you. And as your eyes adjust in this room, you realize that it's not just dice. There's dice on the table, but there's a whole clay maze on this table. And you hear the squeaking the of a mouse, a rat maybe. And these Darrow look engaged in some sort of sick game. There's a hammer. They're slamming the hammer on the table. The mouse is shrieking. And then they look up to you. The mouse jumps off the table and runs into a crevice. And they both reach for weapons before they can rise, I think we need to roll some initiative. Absolutely. So, if I remember correctly, we did have a member of the party, I think it was Diego, that was scouting. Is that correct? So, everybody will get a plus one to this initiative roll because we have a scout. Sylvie, I believe you were sneaking? Yeah. And so, you will roll stealth for initiative. Everyone else will roll perception, unless you can make a good case otherwise. And Steve, I've actually thought about what I'm going to do in the case of you using detect magic. Sure. I'm going to have you roll perception for initiative unless you do detect magic. In that case, I'm going to have you roll religion. 
Oh. In this case, unfortunately, you do not detect magic. But for the future, if you detect something magical, I'm going to have you roll religion for initiative. I think that's fair. Sure. I mean, I absolutely agree with the ruling. They're the same bonus for me. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but I thought I you'd have a higher religion. Yeah. <laughs> not a wisdom uh, buddy, you know? But I can roll perception for sure. Sure. So let me get you all into combat, baby. All right. Vec, what do you got? I actually rolled really well. That is a 24. 24. It's a great roll. Mira, what you got? I uh, rolled it on this uh, new fancy thing, and I only rolled a two, but I do have really good initiative. So overall, it's a 15. Okay. How about Diego? 23. Oh, 23. What did you have, Steve? I had a 24. Okay. Right below you. And how about Sylvie? 25. 25. Jeez. Move you guys all to the top, I guess. Okay. Well, (laughs) the Darrow do notice everybody. Maybe Sylvie has kind of ducked behind this rocky outcropping she's next to because she is not noticed. And she is up first. So if you remember first edition, if you acted before people in the first round of combat, they were always flat-footed. That's not always the case in 2E, but for Sylvie right now, it is the case because she's not detected. Well, Sylvie's not great with talking, but she is good at slashing people. So Sylvie enters the room and she moves up to the closest Darrow, and she will attempt a tumble through. What a shack. I know. Can never, yeah, never expect that tumble through from Sylvie. Uh, that is a 25. 25 does it. All right. So she tumbles through to the other side, and she's actually going to kind of put herself up against the wall uh, from this Darrow to give room for a flank, but uh, make it harder to set up a flank around herself. Sure, you step back into like a soggy pile of hay. She doesn't stop there. She strikes out with her kukri now that she is in a state of panache. Sure. That is a 22 to hit. 22 does hit your target. All right, and here comes some slashing damage. Ugh, minimum damage, six damage. And then final action, she raises her dueling cape. Okay, next in the order is Vec. Sweet, so currently Vec is in pretty much the back of the party down this hallway a little bit. He's going to enter the room and move into the recently vacated square that Sylvie left and see both of these Darrow and say to them, Now, I didn't have any personal quarrel with you, but I certainly draw the line at animal cruelty. Your days are numbered, you bloody blighters. And what he's doing is trying an intimidate check on both of these creatures. Obviously, I know they're separate roles, but I needed to get a little close to get within that 30-foot range. Sure. So one for each? Yes. The close one will be a 22. 22. It is frightened. Wonderful. And then the further one, higher than that, 25. Let's see. Ooh, just missed this. Just missed the crit, bud. Ah, bummer. Okay. But he moves up. He throws out some insults. Should be language dependent. I'm assuming they speak Colin. If they don't, though, I got intimidating gaze, so it don't matter. But that's it. Perfect. Diego. Diego strides up 10 feet to be in the flank with. Sylvie and looks down on the the Darrow there menacing and says, yeah, why don't you pick on someone much larger than you? <laughs> and he's going to try to strike him with his maul. Ooh, 19 on the die. Uh-oh. That goes to a 30. <laughs> 30 is a critical hit. Yeah. Did I call your shot? You did at the start of the combat. You wanted this. Here he comes for you. I'm not raging, so this isn't like max max it could be, but this is still going to be sure. huge. Still a crit on 2d12. 12. <laughs> I used the, uh, the the die. Oh, the die I gave you from Paizo? Yeah. yeah. Got the 12 on that one. So that is 50 points of damage. No way. Exactly 50. 
What's it look like, buddy? <laughs> just, he, he says that, and he just brings them all down like Mr. Game & Watch style, just right on top of the guy. And what was left of the Dara's remains and stuff just splatter on the floor and ooze out under the mall. Yeah, and then you see Mr. Game & Watch then pulls out the the uh, frying pan With and flips this guy because yeah. he's a pancake. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow, just obliterated. Amazing. Uh, you have one more action left, I think. Yeah, one more action. Chris, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think much like Mr. Game and Watch, you turned him 2D. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pixelated that boy. <laughs> I think Diego's just going to walk up, stride up to this guy, to the next Darrow to get ready to put him down, him or her down as well. Sure. Mir. All right. Mir is going to stride because right now she doesn't have great visibility. So she will stride through Vec. Mm-hmm. I think after striding through Vec, she's going to use. Hmm, let's see. Do I use Scatter Screw again or maybe Produce Flame? One of the cantrips. I think to not do any sort of damage to the ground, I'm going to use Produce Flame. That's a 15. <laughs> 15 misses. I figured. I did roll a five, so... Yeah. Even though your target is frightened. I know. Still a mess. All right. And then that is all of my actions. Biggie is going to take an action to stride. Let's see. Can I go through the table or no? Uh, It's going to be difficult terrain if you want to get up on the table. I don't really want to get up on the table, so I will go on the other side of the table. And Biggie will just stride. Okay. At long last, it is the Stero's turn. <laughs> you have all just mastered the art of initiative, huh? So this Darrow is going to cast a spell. Okay. And we're going to have a, uh, well, we have a little radius fun here. Can't wait till I'm at a level where that provokes. I can get three of you. I don't like that. That's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to get the, I'm going to, he, he basically puts his hands up to either side of his mouth and and it turns into this huge sound wave uh, as a sound burst erupts around you. I need you each to go ahead and make me a what kind of save is this? I need you each to make me a fortitude save. Getting such flashbacks to a module that we ran once. Ooh, there we go. You said fortitude? Yes. 25. 25, that's a success. And I'll need one from Mir and Figgy. Figgy got a 25. Success. Mir got a 26. 26 is also a success, so uh, you're all going to take half damage. And I rolled not too bad, so you're just going to take seven points of damage. That is the damage halved. Then the Darrow is going to slash at our good buddy Diego who just pancaked its friend. Let's see how I do. 21 to hit. Meets beats. Okay. He's got this strange, like, hook-like blade, and you see it's attached to this rope. He's holding the rope in his other hand, but you're so up close and personal to him that he just kind of tries to stab at you with it and manages to connect. That's going to deal six points of damage. Or, sorry, eight points of damage. And now it is Sylvie's turn. Sylvie takes a five-foot stride, completing the flank with Diego, saying to this Darrow, now you know how the mouse felt. And she is going to do her confident finisher. And he goes, I'm a sentient being <laughs> with, with knowledge. I, I know I'm alive. That was a mouse. <laughs> anyway, so how's it go? Oh boy, I got a 30 on my confident finisher. <laughs> a 30 is a critical on the confident finisher. Wow. Oh, you, you guys are rolling hot tonight. Starting off strong. Oh boy, I didn't get out enough dice for this. Gotta be prepared to confidently finish critically. I, you don't have to roll, you don't have to roll I guess uh, that's twice. True. You just roll all the dice once mm-hmm. and then double it. Is the uh, precision damage from the confident finisher also doubled? Yes, it is. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's why it's really going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. I hope we didn't need to get any knowledge out of this guy. Oh, well, I didn't. I rolled pretty poorly, so 
only 16 points of damage. I rolled okay. horribly on the damage. So that's two actions. Final action. She raises her dueling cape again. Okay. Vec, you're up. You got sound bursted. Yeah, he's holding his ears. They're ringing a little bit. All right. That felt a little personal. I'm going to need this gentleman to roll, or lady. I haven't quite uh, been clear on that. This one appears Uh, to be a gentleman. Okay. Uh, This gentleman then needs to roll me a reflex save as electricity arcs from his wrist tattoo into the creature. Let's see how he can do. His friend was a little more dexterous than him. That is only a 17. A 17 is a failure. So regular damage off this boy. Uh Uh-oh. Minimum (laughs) six points of electricity damage. Sometimes, Steve, you really get me when you do. You're like, "Uh oh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh, bad. (laughs) Oopsie. Yeah. Then he does have an action left over. He is just going to take a nice little step backwards just in case this Darrow survives long enough to burst again. Sure. But that's it. All right, Diego. Okay. Diego is going to thrust his maul into him uh, to try to knock the wind out of him and attack non-lethally. Okay. So minus two to this roll, maybe successive rolls. We'll see. Ooh, yeah. 13's not going to do it. Nope. So I think Diego is going to then rage and try again. Okay. Not going to hit. He's failing to hit. Trying to be nice. Trying to be nice. That's why they say nice guys finish last, Chris. I guess. Mir, you're up. All right. I'm going to do another produce flame. See how that goes. Of course you are. That's a 16 on the die for a 26. 26. Hits does not crit. Awesome. That is seven plus four. So 11 points of damage. Fire. All right. 11 fire damage. And then from there, Mir will command Figgy to move and then bite. And that is a 21. 21 hits. Oh, I forgot. Figgy's bite's pretty big. I know you were doing non-lethal, but Figgy's bite's big. It was just it was just an attempt. It's okay if we don't. 17 points of damage. Ooh. What's it look like? Figgy scampers up next to Sylvie and just goes into it as an ankle biter. All right. Well, you're out of combat. All right. From here, uh, Sazzy would be able to point out the path he came through. It's to the um, to your direct east. That looks like the corridor he kind of came through that was squeezed and Darrow-sized. Make me a perception check. Okay. Is this just us kind of checking out the room? or Yeah. Looking? Yeah. 10. 26. 15. Figgy got a... 27, and Mir got 29. Yeah, so Sylvie, Mir, and Figgy all are able to point out a secret door in this room. (gasps) Ooh. Uh, To the south, it appears to go down another cramped tunnel, although you think you would be able to to make your way through this one. It doesn't look as twisty and turny, and you actually see, when you look down the tunnel, like the back of another hidden door. Ah, interesting. Hmm. Do we want to check the bodies of the Darrow before we proceed? Yes. Yes. Certainly. Sure. So the Darrow had, uh, they each have a hand crossbow on them. Uh, They also have a weapon that's called an Aklis. Yeah. It's a weapon that you can hit with, you can throw with, it's tethered to a rope so you can pool with it you can trip at a range with it it's it's kind of it's pretty versatile pretty cool but it's something uniquely darrow uh those of you that knew about the darrow kind of coming into this tunnel might might recognize that this is a weapon that darrow often use okay all right then i know we each took a little bit of damage getting rid of these animal abusers I could use the Wand of Heal to top us off, but I would, you know, ask you all first if that's something you're interested in or you want to keep going. I'm down a bit, but really not that much. Same with Figgy. Tis just a scratch for me. I'd be fine to keep going. Sylvie? 
I am doing just fine. We can proceed. You actually do notice a couple of vials on these guys. Now oh, that you're kind of oh, digging yeah. through mm-hmm. their possessions, you're, you kind of think, oh, this is a really cool weapon. Mm-hmm. And then as you kind of dig through their pockets, I, w- I would allow a crafting check Ooh. for uh, to get an idea of what these... They, they don't appear to be magical. Okay. If Vec is detecting magic in the area, he doesn't detect any magic. Ooh, my rolls are turning around. That's only a 12. A 12. Yeah, you don't really know what these are. Uh, but I will give you that you think they're both some kind of poison. And one is a strange amber color. The other one is almost a vibrant, like, green. Sylvie is going to take those and look at them later. Sure. <laughs> if anyone else has crafting, I would allow a check. I don't know if any of the rest of you took it. No. No, no. Crafting is our one weak skill. The Saz Master doesn't have crafting? Ooh, let me double check. Nope, he is not trained. He's just a magic man. He doesn't believe in rudimentary solves. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. Yeah, he, he don't need it. Press <laughs> the digitation. <laughs> okay. Well, aside from that opening, you see the remains of this game. You see, like, a crushed mouse on the table. Mm. You think they, you know, doing this kind of sick, like, maze game is really punishing to these mice and rats they were using. But other than that and the, the gross, moldy, hay, bedroll situation they have going in going on in here, you don't find much of value. All right. And then this tunnel door, secret door, is this big enough that people can fit in? It is big enough that you can fit in it. So it's, it's very short. So you wouldn't be kind of like squeezed in there for long. And it's a little bit bigger than what Sazzy was traversing. Can Mir maybe go in and go check for traps? Sure. Make me a perception. 30. Yeah, the door does not appear to be trapped. It does appear to be kind of like if you look at the backside of the other door, it looks like the backside of a hidden door. So it looks like you'd think this would be hidden on the other side as well. Okay. Then Mir will come back out and she will, because she doesn't want to yell because we know there's people in here. All right. There's another door here. It's probably another hidden one or another chamber. We can all fit. It's not trapped. Do we want to get the jump on them? Or do we want to go through the main tunnels? It's scary because it looks like we'll have to go one at a time, but we will have the element of surprise. I also worry if we don't take care of this secret passage and we do go with the main tunnel, something could sneak up behind us, find out how we flattened their friends. I would be in favor of going for that secret tunnel. As would I. I do like having the element of surprise. Although this time, maybe we can save a sentient creature to question for after. I'll tell Figgy to be a little more gentle. (laughs) (laughs) I will follow that as well. Sure, go ahead and marching order yourselves down the tunnel. Sylvie, do you want to be first or you want Diego up front? Sylvie could go first and maybe try to stealth. Okay. Okay. Maybe that seems reasonable good to me. Yeah. Sure. As I think of your exploration activities, I will give Mir a perception check since she went up in the hallway and is searching as her exploration activity. Sylvie, you're obviously going to be stealthing. Uh, Diego, it will will roll over your scouting, uh, and Vec, um, your detect magic. You know, I'll let you know when it pings. Okay. Gaiken, get over here, Loka. Oh, sorry, I. Didn't even realize we were in combat. I don't get used often. <laughs> no, because oh, it's the feeling. draining on the action economy to use a dedication. Somehow. I in, I intelligently kept myself out of that soundburst by not moving at all. <laughs> Only I can move Ex- or Diego, not both of us at the same time. <laughs> Expert tactical acumen, my friend. We could learn a lot from you. <laughs> okay, so give, give me another perception, Haley, if you would, for Mir. I think Figgy is also searching. Yeah, Figgy is usually also searching. As the two best perception checks, I feel like it only makes sense. So Figgy got a 25 and Mir got another 30. You can see Figgy kind of close to the ground, (laughs) sniffing. And uh, and it looks like his gaze goes to the the seam in the door. And he just kind of, oh, oh, 
<laughs> Seems like he's smelling something unpleasant. It's stinky. And Mir, you hear behind the door, just like muffled. And it sounds like mastication and crunching of bones. All right, I, I think this might be the mess hall. Be careful. If things are gross in here, would this be a good time for us to tactically drink some of our like anti-plague or anti, uh, anti-disease stuff antidote? Good question. You certainly get the vibe from Figgy that something in here is gross. He's like kind of gagging the way that, you know, like how cats will gag when they smell something yeah. bad. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's open mouth sniffing. Yeah, doing the open mouth sniff. <laughs> I'm gonna drink an anti-plague, uh, Diego. Will before open or before we proceed further. All right. Sure. You open in the door. Yeah. Yes. Sylvie's gonna open. Gonna go ahead and roll me a stealth. Yeah. Oops. Oh boy. Fourteen. Ooh, with a fourteen, you open the door. It makes kind of a, a sliding sound, rock on rock, and you hear just this slobbery sniffing on the other side. <laughs> Ooh. Fresh meat. Mm-mm. And you see just this massive odiug atop of this pile of oh. debris and trash. And you see like a hand coming out of the pile. Like this pile has corpses and trash and mud. And he's like king shit on top of this pile. Oh. That's horrible, Griffin. A big Odia king shit. Yeah, that that checks out. And so, uh, we're heading into another combat, gang. Yeah. Wow. All right. The rare double combat curse episode. Brought to you by Molkrits. <laughs> not wrong. Ugh. All right. For Sylvie, I'm using that 14. Uh, Vec, your detect magic pings. That's cool. I'll check up on that later. Okay. And uh, that's going to be much later because I got a natural one. Okay. So my perception initiative is going to be... We had a scout, right? Yes. Tw- or 10 total. But being the furthest away from the door, I guess if someone's ha- got to have terrible initiative, it should be me. Sounds good. Mir? I got a natural tunnel 20 for a 33. Oh, boy. Nice. Put Figster up there with you. How about Diego? Taken aback by the uh, stench in the room, I have a an 11. Okay. You guys did a lot worse this time. However, it is Mir's turn to start the combat. Everyone did a lot worse, but Mir did a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> so she cannot currently see anything, and so she is going to have to walk into the room. So she is going to stride 20 feet in. And oh my gosh, that is huge. Wow. Okay, so this is the first time I'm able to actually see it on Found our It's huge. Oh yeah, he's a big boy. Orc flesh. I don't like that. Okay. I wonder if their reflex is good. Probably not. I would think not. That's <laughs> that's exactly kind of my thought here. Oh, you know what? When you open the door. Uh, no, no, no. I do need you all to make me a fortitude save. Yeah. Because it stinks really bad. I'm far away, though. Are you within 40 feet? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The stinks really bad. The door is bad. This this isn't against the disease, right? This this first save? This is not a disease. It is an olfactory aura. Okay. 20. 20. 18. 27. Twenty-seven. Uh, I got a natural one. Biggie got a natural one. You might want to hero point those. Uh, that's two of them. Uh, Choose your favorite. Well, Figgy does have a hero point. Yeah, I just I don't know how bad this is gonna be. You never do. And I'm not gonna tell you. I'm gonna hero point Mir because I can heal animal Figgy. Okay. 24. 24. Okay. So, Vec, you failed. Mm-hmm. You are sickened one. 
Figgy critically failed, so he is sickened one and slowed one until he removes his sickened condition. Uh, yeah, that's not great. The rest of you succeeded. Diego meets Beats. Oh, thank God. Um, and you are temporarily immune to the effects of the stench for an hour. Regardless of the effects, though, while you're within this aura, which you all will be for the duration of this combat, you take a minus two circumstance penalty to saves against diseases. Oof, okay. It's worrying. I'm glad I chugged the anti-plague. <laughs> also, notably, if you clean the Odiug, the aura goes away. If you clean it? You guys want to take the time to clean the Odiug? How many actions to scrub? You know, I... How many, boy. how many turns of prestidigitation? Several turns. <laughs> might, be, might be worth it. <laughs> Maybe I'll let you do a square of the Odiug each round. <laughs> All right. Well, now that I feel fairly miserable for Figgy at this point, I am going to, yeah, uh, I need a reflex save. Reflex save from a boy? Yeah. How dare you? How dare you come at this big, beefy, meat boy like that? It's an 18. Fail. Oh, dang it. Uh, so he gets pushed five feet away from me. Okay. And you take full damage as a ton of heavy racks come up and just fly into him. So it's not uh, honestly like a ton of damage kind of spell. That's three damage. Three damage? Oh my, oh my guy. That's so bad. How dare you? He's That's just here so looking for orc flesh. Oh my God. All right. Well, that's three actions for me. And so Figgy is going to now take. He slowed one. Actions. He can't take he any can't actions. He can't take an action. Oh, I thought it affected his speed. My B. Nope. Slowed one removes an action. So you got to <laughs> you gotta give Figgy a command of wretch to try and remove his slowed condition. Otherwise, he's not going to be doing much. Yeah. All right. Next in the order is this Odiug, this foul beastie. He's going to move up 10 feet and strike out with one of his whip-like tentacles at Mir, who's okay. the only one fully in the room. I am begging for support. Ooh, that's not great, though. That's a dirty 20. My AC is 20. Okay, uh, so he is going to hit. Uh-huh. And that's going to deal... 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then with his final action, he's going to grab you. So you are currently grabbed by the Odiug. I'm grabbed? Yep. That sucks. Oh, it's going to suck worse on the Odiug's turn. Bad things Fucking happen out. once you get grabbed in 2e. Yeah. <laughs> so many things. Fortunately, you made him move. You made him move off his pile of shit. He hates that. Haley, he hates it. Sylvie, you're up. <laughs> The Odiug notices you with that 14. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, she was not very stealthy entering or opening the door. She is going to try to help Mir out. Sylvie moves, moves around to the side of the Odiug, and as she is going around it, she is going to attempt a tumble through. Sure as she likes to do. That is a 24. You just hear him. Uh, but you you easily, dead, definitely dodge around him. This drooling mouth kind of slavers at you as you pass. He like, he moves so slowly compared to you that he's like in delay <laughs> when he looks over at you. Sylvie's dodging the slobber as she moves through its square entering a state of panache. She is a little bit worried about Mir here, so she is going to strike with her kukri with a flourish and use her competent finisher. That is a 22 to hit. 22 hits. All right. Let's see if I can roll a little higher on damage this time. Better. 13 points of damage. And then final action, she puts up her shield. Diego, you are still in this hall. Yes, Diego is going to stride into the room and quickly realize there is space to flank with Sylvie on this wretched creature. 
He's going to do that. So a move action to get in there in position. You guys are both ankle deep in the shit now. Uh. Yeah, we are. An action to rage and another action to bring his maul to bear against this foe. 22 to hit. 22 does hit the yug. Yes. Damage coming out. Lower than I would like. That's 13 points of damage. Hey, it's still pretty good damage. That's my turn. Good stuff. Gakin yells from the hallway. What's going on down there? <laughs> I got a little bit of a look. It, it looks really bad, my friend. Vec, you are up. Speaking of which, I will see you soon. He begins to move into this secret passage. He's about halfway through it, can see the Odiug, and in the middle of the passage, he just stops, puts both of his hands on the opposite walls, and his rippling abdominals begin to contract, and he tries to vomit quick to clear <laughs> the sickened condition. That might do it. That will be a 19. DC 20. Oh, son of a gun. All right. Well, I am scared what may happen to Mir if she continues to be grappled. So he is going to spend his final action. Mir, try to get out of there if you can and cast Liberating Command. What's that mean? That means that you can immediately use a reaction to attempt to escape. Ooh. And an attempt to escape is a what check? Acrobatics, athletics, unarmed strike. I think those are the three main ones. Absolutely. What Chris just said. Okay. Lib command in Tui. Very cool. Divine access, baby. And no bonuses. Or bonuses. Nah, that's it. It's just a it's just a Okay. Chance. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and roll that. You guys will all see it when I do. Okay, yeah. I rolled a 13 for a 22 total. 22, and that is against my fortitude DC meets beats. <gasps> yes! So you are out of the grip of the Odiug. <laughs> Darn it! He was gonna do something so cool on his turn. I'm hungry. (laughs) Very rude. Had me pretty stressed out, so thank you. I got you. I got you. And those are three actions for me. Yeah. Is Liberty Command one action? It is. That's nice. Yeah. That's so good. I like that a lot. It is Mir's turn now. She's out of the Odiug's grip. That's amazing. Um, Yeah, I think Mir is going to cast uh, Produce Flame and just try to do some damage and then... Uh, command figgy to barf. Cook me gross. <laughs> Anyways, we will roll that cool natural one. Ooh, natural one. Really bad there. Yeah, and then... definitely dodges it with all of his tentacles. <laughs> he really doesn't like cooked meat. All right, figgy, I need you to help Chuck. And so does he just spend time? So he spends his one action that you can give him because he loses one. Yep. Making a fortitude save. Okay, so he makes a fortitude save. His fortitude is plus 11. 16 on the die. Okay, that's going to do it. So he is no longer sickened, which also means he's no longer slowed. Awesome. Which I I don't know if removing the slowed condition then gives him a second action. I wouldn't think so in that. I think slowed is at the start of your turn, you lose whatever the number is of actions. So... Uh, it doesn't retroactively give him an action, unfortunately. I feel like that makes sense. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. When you regain your actions at the start of your turn, reduce the number of actions you regain by your slowed value. So we, definitely the correct ruling there. All right. So it was all three. Mm-hmm. It is the Odeo's turn. And I should no longer look like a threat. <laughs> yeah, you did just whiff on that produce flame. I really did. Uh, let's see. He's been hit several times. I think he's going to attack Sylvie here with a bite. Ooh. Ooh, and he's going to miss Sylvie with a natural two. Yes. Then he is, so he bites at Sylvie, but like the tentacle on his back whips back around snakily and tries to get Diego. Let's see if I can. Ooh, natural 16. That's a 26. That hits. Okay, so he smacks you with the tentacle. You take... 11 points of bludgeoning damage, and then with his final action, he grabs Diego. 
So Diego, this tentacle just wraps around you like a boa constrictor. And the Odeon's like, Ugh, hair. <laughs> Sylvie, you're up. Notably, Diego still threatens, so you're good. Good. I was just about to flying. ask that. Sylvie attempts to tumble through, maneuvering uh, back to her position. Sure. Ooh, but only a 15. Oh, no, 16. 15, 16 does not do it. All right. Well, she just stays in her place. She doesn't have panache, but she can still strike. 24. 24 hits. All right. This isn't going to be a ton of damage, but it's something. Ooh, max damage. Nine points of damage. Too spicy. (laughs) She is worried about Diego being grabbed, so she attacks again. Okay. Well, I rolled the same number. Maybe this will be enough. A 20 with it flanked? Yep, you're good. (gasps) Yes. That's a hit. Two hits. Woo. Oh, max damage again. Another nine points of damage. Yeah. Oh, boy. Diego, you're up. Diego's got his, like, arms up with his mouth. His tentacles wrapped around his abdomen. He he turns and glowers at the Otiug, saying, uh, I don't want to be your hairball, pal. Get off me. And he's going to make an intimidate check. 25 to intimidate. 25 does intimidate the Odiug. Okay. <laughs> Why are you so mean? Breakfast? <laughs> don't you know you shouldn't play with your food? Uh, and he is going to... Now that he's got him frightened, he's going to take some strikes out with the mall to try to hit. Frightened, flanked. 23 to hit. 23 does. All Here right. Another 13 points of damage. Okay. And one more strike attempt. Not going to do it. All right. You are still grabbed by the thing, uh, but you you frightened him. You hit him. Now he's going to eat you. Beck, it's your turn. Okay. Notably, in my little secret hallway that Vex's in, he can't see Diego. He may, oh, yeah, he's around the corner. Yeah, he may hear that he is in danger of becoming a hairball, but Vec does not know that. Well, rather, he can't see that, so can't do anything about it at this moment. So what he needs to do is move into the room. That's exactly what he does. Another morsel. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> not at all. The drooling is now getting real intense. <laughs> But you think part of it's maybe drooling from getting hit in the mouth. You know, when you get hit in the mouth really hard and you drool. Oh, yeah. All right. So Vet kind of hooks around Mir. He doesn't want to be a target. So he kind of loops around her into this other passage, but doesn't go too far. No. You know what? He's just going to stay next to Mir. I'm too worried about procking some other encounter. So he's now in the room. That was one action. This will be my final first level spell of the day, which is definitively not good, but I also don't want Diego to be in danger. So liberating command, try and get out of there. Oh yeah. Okay. I will try to roll to escape using athletics. Sure. 16 on the die. That's 26. You're out. That's awesome. Thank you so much. This spell is paying off so much today. Seriously, it's great. Why are you all so slippery? <laughs> Were you a bunch of pro wrestlers? <laughs> no. I've been thinking about going pro. <laughs> and on second thought, I have business in the room that I just left. So with my final action, <laughs> I'm going to go back in that secret passage. Because <laughs> <laughs> you did so <laughs> heal him through Gakin. Yeah, because this guy, um, yes, because I can heal Gakin and uh, I don't want to get grabbed myself. Sure. Mir. All right. Look, it didn't work last time, but I do think Mir is going to try to produce flame again. We'll see. And let's see. Are you serious? I rolled a three on the die. That sucks. All right. And then she is going to command Figgy to walk up and bite. All right, so Figgy is going to go through the secret tunnel, finally, and then 
Unfortunately, Figgy is gonna have to chomp down. <laughs> so, don't love that because it's gross. But that's what Figgy does. All right. He looks back at you like with a. So that was only a 15 to hit. He makes a half effort yeah. to bite. Yeah, yeah, but so, doesn't. And so, uh, yeah, with Figgy missing, he's just going to stand there and uh, really just disappointing turn here. Sure. It is the Odiog's turn. It's going to... Oof, so many targets. It can hit all of you. What do I want to do? First, he's going to snake out a tentacle at Sylvie. She is going to nimble dodge this. Okay. It's a 23. Meets beats. Okay. That's going to be 12 points of damage. He will use his next action to grab you and his final action to constrict you. I need you to make me a fortitude save. Ooh. Oh boy. I only rolled a four. I'm wondering if I should hero point this. I will say constrict is just damage. Okay. I will let it lie then. This is a 17 fortitude save. Okay. That's going to be another eight points of damage. Ouch. So Sylvie could attempt to escape with an acrobatics check, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Sylvie will first try to escape. Will will this count as an attack? Yes, it will. Ooh, an 18. An 18 will not do it. Oh, she tries to make herself as small as possible and bend in her shoulders to try to slip through its grasp, but I guess it wasn't enough. Okay, that was your first action. What else are you doing? Uh, she will try to attack, taking the penalty okay. for multiple what, what attacks. Yep. yep. Oh my gosh, I need to not use this. You switch dice. Oh no. Only a 12. Bad. Yeah, that's a, that's a big old miss. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, try to attack again. I don't... She doesn't have great odds of trying to get out at this point. So one more attack. Uh, and that's not going to do it. Okay. Diego. Okay. Let's see if uh, Diego can maybe take this creature down with some good attack rolls. Nope, natural two on the first roll. Mm. Ah. I was going to say, they uh, don't even need to be that good. Nope, follow Boy. up here. Natural 20. All right. That goes to a 26. Yep, there's your crit. Whoo, we needed that. Let's see if we can do it. Damage is pretty good. That's 42 points oh. of damage. Ooh. Wait, wait, uh, yeah, yeah, 42. That's dead Odia. What's it look like? Yes. So Diego just comes around from the side and hits him with the maul and the Odiug goes flying like with a tentacle wrapped around Sylvie like it flies in an arc around Sylvie and hits the side wall, slumps to the ground. Well, you're out of combat. And now that this thing's not in the middle of the room, you see the majority of the room contains just this nasty looking mud and... You think it's like a partially collapsed sinkhole or something. Um, there's kind of water, like standing water, around this mound that the Odiog was sitting on. You see, um, th- th- again, this mound is just like Ugh. bodies and trash and dirt. I hate it. Vec detects magic coming from the mound, but potentially more importantly than that, you see a disembodied pair of like from the hips down that has a traditional like shuanti anklet. Ooh. In the mound of magic? In the mound of bodies and stuff, yeah. I'd allow perception checks if you're looking around. Yeah, absolutely. 20. Okay. That'll be a 17. And can I just keep retching until I succeed this 14 Yeah, save? it only, it, it only <laughs> lasts like a minute. Cool. Uh, Mir got a 25. Figgy only got a four. No, 13. 27 for Sylvie. Yeah, so you maybe grab the legs first. They're the freshest thing in this pile. Um, and you can pretty 
easily match them up as Gakin kind of strolls into the room. They look to be the right size, most certainly Gakin's legs. Diego takes one of like the maybe the pelts that he's got on and tenderly like wraps up the remains in in that to eventually dispose of them properly later. Sure. And, and that kind of voice of thousand bones rings back to you like he must go whole to the fires of his ancestors. And, and you realize like if he's going to be in parts, you're going to need to find all of his parts. Friends, we've discovered part of Gakin here, but... For him to truly pass on in peace, we must find his the whole of his body. I hate to think where the rest of him might be if he's been separated, but we must continue exploring until we find it. Sylvie shakes the slime that she had off of her hands and looks over to the Odiug smashed against the wall. Do you think some of him would be in there? And she points to the creature. Ugh. There is a chance he might have been, other parts of him might have been used elsewhere for whatever awful necromancy, but there is a chance he could be in the Odiug. I think we should spend time cutting it open and looking to be safe. So, Vec, your detect magic is is radiating on this pile, and as you, as you point that out to the group, Sylvie and Mir find another corpse here. It's a... Um, it's a very furry body and it's um and there's another like separate furry body next to it. I'd allow a nature check to identify this. Got a nineteen. Do I get it with a six? No, but <laughs> a nineteen is enough because you've met one of these before. This looks like a were rat. Oh. Um not what? not the woman you've met before, but the body is kind of clutching another body. The other body you recognize is just a, maybe like a dire rat, really big rat, almost this, like a medium-sized rat, you know what I mean? Like the size of a dog. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're detecting magic. You see that that rat is wearing this fancy, like, leather with, uh, you see kind of carved into it, there are these wave insignias. It looks like curling and breaking waves are almost burnt into this leather. And the were-rat itself has these just, like, immaculate cords uh, around its belt, and its belt pouch is kind of bulging as well. Vex squats down next to these corpses that seem to be in some sort of embrace. Look here, y'all. This is quite fancy leather work. I think there's magic on these bodies value here to be sure i don't feel good being a grave robber but we could put it to good use i imagine and maybe return it to his proper owner or next of kin eventually well this stuff is in fact magical as you hold it up away from the pile the pile stops radiating these things mm-hmm. are uh so i would you know go ahead and give me your magical tradition checks all right uh, i got a 25 not that high Magical tradition or crafting for the there's like a there's a potion bottle in there. Uh, you do find twenty four gold. Ooh, Ooh that's a good nice. payday. Sylvie got a natural twenty for a twenty nine. Okay, I'm just gonna give you guys all of these things then because there are a couple high rolls there. On the wear rat in in the belt pouch, this potion you recognize is a potion of water breathing. The cords around the belt actually are fused to the belt. This is a lifting belt. Ooh. And the leather on this dire rat is what's called wave rider barding. Barding? It seems now that you're realizing what this is, Mm -hmm. that this was likely an animal companion to the were rat. Yeah. Barding is animal armor, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. That's why I got excited. Yeah, and so what the wave rider barding allows you to do is for when you activate it for 10 minutes your animal companion gains a swim speed of 30 feet all right that means piggy can walk burrow and swim i do like that by land under land or sea (laughs) obviously the lifting belt is a plus one item bonus to your uh athletics and it's just a, a night one of those nice um magic items for for skills 
And then the water breathing. I mean, it, this this kind of makes sense. This this kind of ensemble here that you're finding. It looks like maybe this was a ranger or a druid of some kind that was exploring the Jagare River. Ended up okay. ended up you know washed up, dead or something. Brought here. Um, clearly has some gear that would allow them to swim. That's what you find in this room. There is another passage to the northeast. Well, if anyone else is interested in that lifting belt, I would love to roll off for that. I also would. think the lifting belt could be useful. Count me out, my friends. I'll let you do the dirty work. I'll stay in the back. That's fine by me. I'm good. I've, I've got plenty of friends back here. Figgy and Gakin. <laughs> it's a good time. Roll off. Figgy goes up front. Off. It wasn't last time. He was busy puking most of the time, if I remember correctly. It was a real gross room. I've rolled a four. Natural oh 20. <laughs> Whoa. All right. All right. Oh. Lifting belt is yours. Okay. Before we proceed, does anyone else need a little bit of recovery? I, I could use a little bit now at this point. I am not feeling so good. Sylvie needs some healing, too. I wouldn't mind some healing uh, as well. You're the healer. Oh. You do the surgery. But I thought we were gonna use the wand. I what? guess I guess we could do the other stuff. Wands don't work that way in TV. Oh right. You can use your wand once per day. I forgot. More if you want to risk destroying it. No, I don't think that makes sense. I oh, myself right. propose that we use mundane means for now. My easy heals are tapped out for the day. I got a couple big bombers left in me, but want to be careful with them. Mm-hmm. May need them. All right, do we feel like we have the time to do some tree wounds then? You've taken out the threat in this room. I don't know, make a perception check. 10. We're safe. 25. 20. Uh, 26 for Figgy and a natural one for Mir. Beck. 25. 25. Those of you above a 20 hear buzzing coming from down that passage. Like a... And you also realize this would be a terrible place to treat wounds yes. filled with rotten bodies and trash. So yeah. if you wanted to do that, you might want to go back to the room where you killed the Darrow. Uh, but you think that might be far enough away where stuff wouldn't hear you. Let's do that. Good plan. Yeah. All right. Let's let's huddle up in also not a great room as far as they did gross things in here as well. Uh, but... Mir can heal two people at one time if we're treating wounds. So who wants to be first? How about Diego and <laughs> Sylvie? Sylvie could use a decent amount of healing. I mean, yeah, you how far- lay on hands. You can just refocus. Yeah, I guess it depends how long we want to do this, but I definitely have like infinite healing. Yeah, how, I mean, how far you down? at least have to spend it once. Yeah. So 13. I think what I want to do first, though, like I want to make sure I want to be very clear about my order of operations. I have two of three focus points and I got to be very careful about this because I want my medium curse to be keyed on. So I'm going to refocus first, then treat wounds, then refocus, then treat wounds and eventually go back and forth that way. So that at the very end of this, I could do a curse bound focus spell to key myself back onto moderate and end at two of three focus points. So this would be effectively 12 points of healing a pop. So every 10 minutes you're healing 12. Yep. So okay. heal Mir you, you, you only need to bop me once. I guess I guess Mir is hurt too. Sylvie would need yeah. to. Yeah, you heal Mir. Mir, you roll for the other two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will roll for the other two. So I don't think that I need to do risky surgery for this realistically. We had to decide which DC you're targeting. Yeah. And I don't know, when you do two at once, is it one roll for the two of them? Or is it a separate roll each? I'll check. Because that might mean you have to target, like if you're going to say target a 20 to do that extra healing, you might have to roll once and take that, even though Diego probably doesn't need you to target a 20, whereas Sylvie does. It just says you've studied in large medical wards, treating several patients at once, tending to all their needs. When you treat disease or treat wounds, you can treat up to two targets. Sounds like one roll to me. Yeah, it sounds like one roll for two targets. Okay. I did not say, but because of my bonus, I always target for 20 because my bonus is very close to 15. Okay. So it just doesn't make sense. Sorry, I just didn't say that out loud. But I target 20. I got a 15 on the die. I'm well over 20. Um, what does it go to? You might crit. Well, I'd have to be at 30 and I'm not there. Okay. 
Okay, so you heal them both the DC the, 20 amount? Yes, and the DC 20 amount is 2d8 plus 10, 21 each. Awesome. Awesome. And I got healed for 12. Mm-hmm. You got it. All right, so that's the first 10 minutes. How's everybody looking? Full. You need to take more time. Sylvie's just about full, so that's good for her. I'm seven down. Haley, how are you and Figgy doing? Figgy is also seven down, but here is less than seven down. Okay. Do we want to just make it 10 more minutes to make sure everyone's up at full? I feel like that makes sense. We got the time. It's. I don't feel like we're rushed here. Fine with me. Cool. So then I treat wounds one more time and you do one more lay on hands? Yep. Okay. So I will, I guess, treat wounds to myself and Figgy. And then I'll just lay on hands myself. How far down, Sylvie? Only down two hit points, so okay. not really worth it. Yeah. And I did not make it above 20. All right. So you fail that. Yep. No penalty. I just fail it. All right. Well, you don't heal. Vex healed. That's fine. It's not much. All right. If you're cool with it and don't want to do the extra 10 minutes, then we can move on. The next room. Next, next, next room now that we were treated by one. Sure. Are you going through the Odia room or are you backtracking and going down the main path? I don't know. Griffin, will we be overcome with the stench again? <laughs> stench was the Odia stench. Oh, okay. We washed, okay. We'll I say we washed the Odia during <laughs> the, that time. Oh, yeah. You guys were going to cut him open. You, you cut him open and like a license plate falls out. There's a hubcap. Um, is it just a shark? Pretty much. I mean, he eats everything. <laughs> there's a jigsaw shark in there, too, maybe. Yeah, there's, there's actually a shark inside the Odeo. You cut that open, that's where the rest of Gaken is. <laughs> Perfect. Ugh. Not actually. We're done. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> go back to the surface. Final dungeon over. Ugh. All right, well, let's go through the seeker room. I absolutely agree with that. Sure. As you proceed through the hallway, you look into the next room and you see three wooden tables standing in the middle of the room. Their surfaces are stained red with old bloodshed. To the east, there's a 10-foot-wide hutch with wicker doors opening into a straw-lined cage. Uh, And you see, like, on one of these tables, there's just, like, this pale corpse just completely drained of blood. And you see a darrow there and these huge flying insects with these long proboscis. They're just buzzing over all of the blood in this room. And I think we'll continue the curse campaign next time. Oh my gosh. Let's get them. Let's get them. The Bestow Curse podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.